Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us. My name is Nicholas Harris, and I'm the Senior Fellow and Program Head for State Resilience and Fragility at the New Lines Institute for Strategy and Policy. And my name is Henry Rome. I'm a Senior Analyst for Iran at Eurasia Group. So Henry, can you walk us through what happened in the recent Iranian presidential election and what it means for Iran? Sure, absolutely. So um, as, as as you all probably saw, the, the winner of Friday's presidential election uh, is a man named Ebrahim Raisi. He was the chief of the judiciary, is a true kind of dyed-in-the-wool hardliner. And I think this really marks a shift um, from the more moderate slash pragmatic government of Hassan Rouhani to a, a much more hardline direction. Now, 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 I think when it comes to, I think, the question on a lot of people's minds, uh, the nuclear deal, the JCPOA, I don't think that his election will derail that per se, but I think it does um, make it harder to implement that, that deal over the longer term and also to get kind of follow-on negotiations going. And a lot of those follow-on negotiations would, would pertain to regional policy. And so I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear from you. Uh, how how the region is seeing um, Raisi's election, and, and also what what that kind of means going forward if if JCPOA, the nuclear deal, is is revived. So the regional view is that you know Raisi just sort of represents uh, Supreme Leader Ali Khamenei's uh, man in the office, and that a lot of the policies that Iran has been pursuing in the Middle East will continue. Um, I think there's a lot of skepticism among close U.S. partners in the region, including Israel, Saudi Arabia, and others, about whether there'll actually be a change of course. And it's interesting that Raisi in his first press conference was emphatic that there would be no negotiations on Iran's support for its proxies and partners throughout the region, as well as no negotiations on Iran's ballistic missile program, both of which deeply concern uh, U.S. close partners in the region. And it's interesting because U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan had put on the table in a discussion with Farid Zakaria earlier in the year the idea that the U.S. would try to get an agreement with Iran on its ballistic weapon missiles program and would try to build a sort of parallel track of negotiations between the Iranians and U.S. partners. So I think Raisi put down the gauntlet a bit uh, to the Biden administration and there's a lot of concern as to where this will go. Yeah, I think that's that's exactly right. And and when it comes to kind of what what the U.S. would be able to put on the table to persuade uh, Iran, whether it's you know, of course, uh, Iranian foreign policy doesn't doesn't shift dramatically from president to president. But let's say under un, under President Raisi, which is the world we're dealing with now, you know, I think what what the U.S. has to offer in terms of additional sanctions relief in excess of JCPOA sanctions is is fairly limited. And I think Washington um, ha, has a tendency to I think overestimate the cards it has to persuade Iran to accept constraints, not only on its nuclear program, but on missiles and regional activity. So, so I think there's there, the kind of uh, con concern is, is largely warranted that it, uh, that Raisi's presidency on top of a number of other structural issues in Iran, not, not least of which the Supreme Leader's reticence, uh, is, is, is going to be difficult to engage Iran in a productive way in these types of negotiations uh, outside of the, the, the nuclear realm. Um, so, 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 so I guess, Nick, I'm, I'm curious, kind of where, where does that leave us then? Where does that leave key U.S. partners um, in, in, in a world in which this kind of diplomatic track, if, if we um, are, are assuming it's not going to be all that productive, uh, uh, where, where does that leave them? I think fundamentally it means that the, the region over the next four years 
and potentially far longer is going to be in a state of one watching and waiting to see where does Iran try to drop the hammer? We've already seen the Iranians disseminate certain key game-changing technologies such as military drones to partners and proxies and demonstrating the, their intent to use them to pressure U.S. partners as well as to target U.S. forces such as in Iraq. Now, that's not going to change. And, you know, the key question is uh, if there is a nuclear agreement that's reached and, you know, it could very well be reached before Raisi takes power in August, the question then will be, you know, does the Biden team have a what then plan? Because the what then plan will have to involve regional uh, activities that the Iranians are doing. And it may not be enough for Team Biden to say to Israel, okay, Israel, continue to whack the Iranians in Syria. Okay, Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, we will do the best we can to backstop you in the in the Persian Gulf, but you're going to have to find a pragmatic agreement to make with the Iranians because there's a regional realignment, and we are pivoting to Asia for great power competition. Um, as we've as we found, the Middle East has a way to you know mug you in reality, and I think the Biden team has to be very careful about that. But to close us out, what do you think uh, we should look for in terms of forecasting? Sure. I, you know, I think uh, in terms of JCPOA, I, 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 I would expect uh, U.S. and Iran to be able to revive that in the third quarter of this year. Uh, there will be a one to three month implementation period for Iran's nuclear program, followed by relief from sanctions. Uh, and, and, and the outlook from there, well, that's, that's going to be anybody's guess at this point. But I, but, but I think by the close of, of this year, um, things will be back on track uh, when it comes to the nuclear program. I, I think a great, great conversation today. Hope to continue it uh, later. And thanks for dialing in, everyone.